Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today we are going to be talking about self-sabotage, specifically why we do it and how to eliminate it. So you might find that you'll get to a certain point in your fitness journey, to a certain level of success that you just can't seem to go beyond. And it's at that point where self-sabotage kicks in. And that's when you find yourself doing those actions that you know are not conducive to your goals, yet you do them anyways. So for example, you might find yourself binge eating despite being on track with your nutrition for several weeks. You might find yourself skipping workouts even though you have goals of growing the booty and flattening your stomach despite knowing very well that in order to grow your glutes, you got to work them out. And something I say to my clients all the time is your mind will give out way before your body ever will. The thing that's holding you back in fitness, it's not physiological. It's not moving your body. It's not eating the food. We are all capable of that, especially if you have a coach who has given you a program to follow. The thing that's holding you back, the thing that's keeping you from breaking through that level of success that you seem to always get stuck at, the thing holding you back is psychological. Think about it. When you self-sabotage, it's never when you're feeling good. It's never when you're in momentum with your fitness. It's always when an obstacle arises. It's when work is busy, when your kids are sick, when you're on vacation, when you're fighting with your spouse. So knowing that, hypothetically, let's say, if we take emotion out of the picture, could you still physiologically stay on track under those circumstances? Well, yes, of course you could. Assuming you're not physically injured, you could absolutely still move your body through your workout plan. You could still eat the food. But the thing is, we are human, so we can't remove that emotional component. But what we can do is put tools and strategies in place so we can more effectively navigate through our emotions, identify our triggers, become aware of our limiting thoughts, and be able to move through life's obstacles without sabotaging our progress. It's not your body that decides to skip a workout. It's your mind that makes that choice. So if you are trying to change the physical, if you're trying to change the external result, your physique, your body, your muscles, if you're trying to change the physical without changing the mental first, it's very unlikely you will be able to sustain your results in fitness. Because the mental is what dictates the physical realm. It's your mindset that creates the circumstances. You must be before you can have. You don't achieve the goals first and then become the fitness person. You become the fit person through consistent actions. 
And if you are regularly sabotaging your own progress, that is the action that you're consistent with, self-sabotage. So we need to break that cycle and start building positive, powerful momentum towards and in the direction that you want to go. The challenge here is that our brain loves the familiar. Our brains love safety and comfort. We don't like fear. Our brains, our mind, we don't like things changing. As humans, we are innately programmed to want to take the path of least resistance. That's why making changes is so challenging. That's why breaking bad habits and building new habits can be such a challenge because your brain is going to try to convince you that it's okay to go back to the way things used to be, especially when that original peak of motivation starts to slip or when life throws you a curveball. When life throws shit at you and you are already experiencing an obstacle, your brain is going to try even harder to make you feel as safe and as comfortable as possible. And as irrational as it might seem, Right now, as you're listening to this, sometimes self-sabotage is that safety net. So you can join any fitness program on the market with the goal of weight loss, with the goal of building muscle or improving your physique. But if you don't work on your mind and heal any past traumas that you are holding on to, you are your own biggest bottleneck. It's not your fitness plan. It's not your workout plan. It's not your nutrition. It's because you won't grow beyond whatever level you believe you are capable of achieving. And whenever you start to go beyond that level, you will self-sabotage and that pattern will continue to repeat. A lot of us are guilty of finding ways to not do the things we need to do to be successful in fitness. And we have these very real reasons why we believe certain things are not possible for us or why certain things are not working. But the most limiting factor you will encounter is simply the story that you are telling yourself about yourself. The story of how hard things are or how bad things are. But the more times you reinforce that story, the more times you tell yourself those things, you are reinforcing the idea that you're not meant to achieve success, that you are not meant to lose weight, that you are not meant to build muscle, that you are not meant to build confidence. But what I want you guys to realize and take away from this episode is that despite whatever that story is, you still hold the pen and you can rewrite that story and you can start to remove self-sabotage from it. So if this is resonating with you and you are someone who experiences self-sabotage, I'm going to give you some action steps, okay? So the first thing to do is look at your life and identify what forms of self-sabotage do you do. Is it binge eating? Is it sleeping in? Is it skipping your workouts? Is it working too much? Is it staying up too late? Maybe it's something to do with your relationships, your communication. So look at your life and identify where you specifically are sabotaging yourself and your goals. So once you have done that, step number two is to identify the triggers. What triggers the sabotage? Is it a certain level of success? Do you always find yourself partaking in that sabotaging behavior when you're hitting a certain level of success? Is it certain people? 
or certain environments that trigger that sabotage. Maybe it's being around a certain friend group, being in a certain social setting. Or another fairly common one is certain emotions or circumstances. So do you find yourself sabotaging when you feel lonely, when you feel sad, when you feel jealous? What are the emotions that you're feeling? And it could also be a combination of those factors. It could be a certain emotion you feel around a certain person. It could be a certain emotion you feel in a certain setting, at work, at your friend's house, at your parents' house. It definitely could be a number of those things. But it's really important that you identify the trigger because once you know the trigger, you can prepare for it. So step number three is to implement a plan that makes the alternative option easier or just as easy as the self-sabotage. Because like we talked about earlier, humans like easy things. We are inclined to take the path of least resistance. So if sleeping in is sabotaging your progress. If you find you're constantly missing workouts because you sleep in and then you have to go to work and then when you get home from work, you have to take care of your kids and then you have to go to bed because you got to work again the next day, then we have to make the alternative. We have to make waking up early easier for you. So get your workout clothes ready in the morning. Get your drink ready. Set out your shaker cups. Set set out any supplements that you might need if you're taking a pre-workout. Do whatever you can to make that task as easy as possible for yourself. If you self-sabotage in the form of binge eating, make sure you have snacks pre-made. Pre-portion out your snacks. Um, Have your meals prepped. Make sure you set aside a day of the week to meal prep. Have healthy foods on hand. If you're someone who binges on ice cream, maybe going for a healthier, lower calorie version of ice cream, making some type of Greek yogurt protein ice cream, having a smoothie, making a a berry smoothie, or even just like some healthier crackers instead of binging on a bag of Doritos. So having healthy alternative foods on hand, getting rid of the foods that you commonly binge on. So if you find yourself commonly binging on, let's say, frozen pizza, remove the frozen pizzas, throw them in the garbage, take the garbage out, put it directly in the garbage truck, whatever you need to do to remove that item. We want to get rid of those foods that trigger us to binge. If you're like me, it used to be a Costco pack of Nanaimo bars. (laughs) Um, And then another idea here is to make a list of some go-to food. So have a list available, put it on your fridge, put it on your phone so you can look at that list when you are feeling that inclination to binge eat. And then step number four is practice. Sure, you can listen to this podcast and you can absorb everything, but if you don't go and put this into action in your life, nothing will change. And don't just practice getting consistent, also practice getting back on track and getting back on track quickly. Because if you allow yourself to stay off track for two to three weeks after you binge eat or after you slip up and after you self-sabotage, that will become your normal. Waiting two to three weeks to get back on track will become your default habit. And if every two to three weeks you're slipping up and allowing yourself to stay off track for another two to three weeks, you're going to be off track 50% of the time. Half of the year, half of your life, you're going to be off track. No wonder that's your default habit. 
But if you practice getting back on track the next day, that will become your new norm. But it won't unless you implement it, unless you practice it. And you don't have to be perfect. It's okay to fall off track. Everyone falls off track. What is not okay is wallowing in it, feeling sorry for yourself, allowing that slip up to become a permanent destination for two, three, four weeks. So pick yourself up and keep going. Just like anything in life, the more you do this, the better you will get. So quick recap before we close off the episode. If you're someone who has or is currently struggling with self-sabotage, the first thing you're going to want to do is take a good look at your life and identify what forms of self-sabotage are you doing. Then you're going to identify the triggers. See if you can identify any patterns, any triggers of people, environments, emotions, circumstances in your life that trigger that self-sabotage. From there, you're going to implement a plan and make sure that that plan includes having an alternative option that is easy, that is just as easy as partaking in the sabotaging behavior. And the fourth and final step is to simply practice. Get consistent, practice those steps, and become aware. So that is all for this episode. If you got value, take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nyfina, and let me know that you are listening. I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.